Welcome to Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie, a Planting Positive Seeds podcast. Talks with LaDonna Marie. You know, we always have amazing guests coming on the show. The, sh- the show's title is The Plan Positive Seeds in Lives of Others. And so tonight on the show, we have Mr. Charles Barnes. And I'm so excited um, to for him to come in and share with you, you know, different things that he's doing in the community. He'll get, you know, tell you a little bit about himself and we'll get to hear all about the things that he has coming up next. He also has Dr. Patrice with him. And so she'll get a chance to, you know, conversate and talk to you all. So without further ado, Charles, I would like to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Glad to be here. You are so you are so so welcome so i you know i was reading um you know the information that you sent in and i saw that you're a poet and you're an experienced lyricist and a writer and you yes. you know you're using those experiences and the pains and the triumph of your experience to write poetry and i was immediately mm-hmm. excited because i started as a poet uh, at the age mm-hmm. of 14 so you know writing poetry um encouraging others really taking the pains and different things that I went through, you know, in, to help people to overcome their obstacles. So could you right. tell and just share with the listeners of Planting Positive Seeds, Vince Rational Talks with LaDonna Marie, a little bit more about yourself and your career? Um, well, as uh, Miss LaDonna Marie just mentioned, my name is Charles Barnes, but I also go by the name of Eclipse as an artist. Um, you know, I've started... Um, writing like just poetry and even songs at a very young age. Um, I'm very familiar with like um, just being on stage and performing and performing in front of a cloud. I've always loved to write. The teachers always like gave me uh, awards for my writing in class, even like when I was in elementary school. And, you know, I would write things like even different stories that I would write in like books, but I would write them poetically, like use a rhyme and words to tell different stories as a kid. And by the age four, you know, I grew up with a father who was a singer, as well as a drummer in a band who used to keep me, you know, close to him and take me to all his gigs at the club. So I was always just kind of around that environment. And I just been writing pretty much all my life and I just mastered it over time starting at a very young age so you know I won competitions like in school for poems that I've written Um, I would always write poems like if there was a death in the family or even with friends who may have lost family members everybody would always come to me and say could you write a poem for my aunt or for my father or whoever passed away and I've just always liked to utilize my ability to dig deep and touch the people's hearts of those who lost a loved one and really reach yeah. into people's soul, like with the things that I would write. Well, that's 
that is so awesome. So, okay, from this moment on, I'm going to call you Eclipse, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to Eclipse. You know, we're we going to make sure, you know, we let people know. Um, but, you know, thank you so much for sharing and congratulations on, you know, just the buildup of your career and writing poetry and being able to reach people, you know, with your words and with your music and, you know, like you said, growing up with your family. So you mastered it over time. And, you right. know, that's amazing because that's how, you know, things that, that come to you easily, you know, that's what I tell people, those are your gifts because it's like second nature to you. It's something yes. that you can just, you know, do with all your heart and all your passion and then it becomes a part of your purpose. So you've yes. done just that with, you know, writing poetry and also, you know, you know being a lyricist and uh, producing music and doing different things. So congratulations on you, you know all you. of that. And we'll get more into, you know, whatever you would love to share. Cause here on Planting Positive Seeds, we like to plant positive seeds in the lives of others. And that's helping others to see you know, the things that we go through, the things that we do, helping them to be authentic about life. And so with that being said, I just want you to share with the listeners, you know, what inspired you um, to do, you know, to become become um, writing with music and then your poetry, what, what inspired you? Well, that would have to go right back to my dad. Cause again, like my father was a drumming singer in the band, so he, was my first inspiration for sure, because okay. he just instilled that whole music, performing, writing scene within me. I was always around him as just a little young kid, you know, while he was doing the things that he was doing. And I just felt naturally comfortable. Like I used to watch my father perform on the stage and he even used to have me do like warm-ups to his shows. And I would perform and even at ages like four and five, I was getting paid a lot of money. Like I would leave with pockets full of cash where I would just have the adults there amazed by my talent, just throwing money at me. So you would just see dollars and $5 bills and $20 bills just all around my feet doing whatever I was doing. So, you know, that money was a big inspiration even at a young age, because it, it made me want to. <laughs> It showed me something that, like, wow, this is this might be something I really might want to do, as well as um, it made me want to actually tap into my creative side to really see what I was capable of. So yeah. I definitely was inspired originally by my dad, and then it just grew over time. Okay. So that that is just so amazing because listen, you know, that you know, kudos to your dad and then by you being able to see him and he modeled, you know, being a drummer and him following his dreams and doing things that he liked, then you, you know, ultimately picked it up and like that like you said, the money was an incentive yes. <laughs> for you to tap into, you know, saying the gifts inside of you and to, you know, and to dig down deep and to give, you know, yourself and other people more and that's one of the things like I tell I have two boys and my mm -hmm. my oldest son he uh he loves to draw I found that out at about the age of five and since I write books and children's books I was like you coming into the family business 
But it's just like he, he, you know, he wanted to do it and now he doesn't want to do it. But I told him, I said, let me just show you how much illustrations and people who are doing illustrations, they make out here. And I was like, that could be your own money. So I wanted to just show him, you know, the possibilities of what he could have. And so I'm glad that you have role model at a very, um, young age so that you could be able to know that you could dream to do all the things that you wanted to do and then you already had you know time to step on the stage you know be with your dad and get some experience so that was an amazing um, journey well i'm going to yield over to dr patrice i'm going to you know introduce you on in and if you have anything that you want to add feel free to turn your mic on and come on in the room I, um, so I'm Dr. Patrice. I um, I actually really like your page and the work you do. Sometimes your posts, uh, and I'll get back to um, Eclipse, are very simple. Sometimes you just post words of impact. Other times you have posts and other times you have pictures. But I like the way you do it. That sometimes the message is very simple, just words of impact that we can take and interpret as it hits us. And then other times you give us full messages. Very good work. Very good work from one writer to another. Thank you so, so much. So I wanted to I talk have... about um, the inspirational um, aspect of Eclipse. Okay. And okay. I think this piggyback with your boys going into the family business. I mm-hmm. think that we can never underestimate what we are planting into a child's DNA or into the makeup of what that child will become. So I can only imagine that um, Eclipse, even in utero, had to hear his father practicing the drums or had to hear his father in rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And that um, we know that children in utero can hear. So that he's picking up on cadence, he's picking up on sound, he's picking up on rhythm, he's picking up on structure before he's born. So then when this child comes in with so much talent, it is you know, amazing, but in ways it's not because we already planted it. Right. So I think that with him, another thing that inspired him is he suffered great tragedy from the time he was very young onward. His life has been filled with a lot of loss. Yeah. And and I'll let him speak on the specificities of the loss, but because of the loss, um, as a child, he got lost for a great amount of time. Um, the father figures in his life were either taken away by addiction or by um, actual murder. And he just became undirected, um, mm-hmm. without correction and without guidance. And he speaks in his music of feeling trapped, alone, and be, living a life without protection and without correction. But it being, you know, that every step he took was a dead end but and he was running out of time but it was still too late he had to hold his own without anybody to, to whisper to him this is not the direction this is not how you do it son as a black man this is not how you do it so he became very angry and he fought a lot but the one thing that always could affect his mood was music and oftentimes, um, because of his anger people couldn't reach him but music always could So I think for him, it's always been a constant. And I think even before he could remember, it was a constant. So that it's familiar to him and it's calming to him as a child going through turmoil that children should not have to experience. And that 
that planting of the DNA has embraced him and in some ways been a gift from Holy Spirit that has sustained him where he should have fallen prey to many traps of street life and the traps of a black man not having direction. Facts. Facts. You know, what I decided to do was, you know, what well, the Lord, you just had an encounter with me. And then he helped me to just say, hey, I validate you. And so even if they don't validate you, I validate you. But it's still like Dr. Patrice said, I still felt like I had no guidance. I still felt like I was like really doing it on my own. You know, it was kind of like I was learning and I was uh, making mistakes at the same time. So I was trying to give myself grace. And still trying to, you know what I'm saying, be a big girl, like be a teenager. And so I understand like in your music, how you share your pain, how you share, you know, the different things that you experience because it is what you've experienced. And so I, I share a lot of that in my poetry as well, because that was one of the reasons why I think it was the third book uh, God said to me that I had to share with people why I smiled and why I was so excited and why I was just, you know, great at being able to talk about resilience and talk about healing and why it was necessary because I was one of the ones who had to go through. I had my own set of circumstances. And so I'm going to yield over to you, Eclipse. You can, you know, plug in and put in what you want to share with the listeners about more about your journey. Right. Okay, well, I mean, just like we was just speaking on, you know, just thinking of different obstacles and um, different things I experienced when I was young. You know, I spoke a little bit about, you know, my father being my inspiration, you know, as a young child growing up. But just on keeping it real on the other side, my father also, at the same time, was like very absent in my life because of substance abuse. Okay. So... Even though my father was living in the same house with me, his presence was still like absent because it was like he was there, but he wasn't. So I grew up lacking um, like that father figure that I really needed to kind of guide me and, you know, tell me the right way to do things or which way to go. Because my father was always like drinking and we just, there was a big disconnect, even though he inspired me musically. I was missing a lot of other things that a kid needed from a father. Yeah, so that relationship and just being being there as far as like the communication and some life skills maybe. Okay. Yeah, because so for him, 
you know, I mean, my father, for my dad, for him being a father to me was just buying me whatever I wanted if I needed something. But mm-hmm. just that that mental and spiritual connection that I might have needed, just those conversations, that communications, all of that stuff was absent. And then the closest thing I might have had to a father, father figure was my uncle Chris, who ended up getting murdered at 25 years old when I was 12. Wow. So that took a lot out of me. And that's how I really became a very troubled, angry child at one point. Cause as Patrice mentioned, I was always in trouble at school. I was always getting into fights. Like it changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. And, and like, as my journey went on, you know, I just started losing like just about everybody that I was really close to. Like I got close to so many friends and even family members who were all dead before 30 years old. Wow. Due to murder. And I just grew up around, you know, violence and drugs out on the streets. And, you know, I was around a whole lot of the wrong stuff, but I was able to overcome a lot of the stuff I was around because, you know, with experience, you get smarter and as you get older, you look at mistakes you made or you look at even other people's mistakes and then you you learn how to capitalize on these things moving forward and try not to keep repeating the same things or not make a mistake the first time that you've seen somebody else make. So I just kind of grew over time and I started to distance myself from a lot of the stuff that I was around. So all of the pain and anger that I had, I just mastered writing it in poetry or putting it into music. I just transferred that anger over to paper and then put melody to it. Wow. And that is, that is good. That's, I mean, you know, I, my, my heart is sad for the loss that, you know, that you experience because it's never, never easy, you know, to lose those you look up to, those you love, even those you may, you know, have no like at the moment, you know what I'm saying? But right. just for some reason, but yeah. it's always, you know, hard to get over that, you know, that it takes time. And so, yeah. you know, but being able to, like you said, look at your life and say, hey, this is what I want to see more of. This is where I want to go. So being able to pivot, you know, even in that time that takes a lot of strength, that takes bravery. It takes courage yes. to sometimes you, like you said, if you don't have a, a, a roadmap, because I often tell um, you know, some of the young ladies that I talked to, you know, I feel like I didn't have a roadmap for anything. And so like probably um, this year I released the book that was called, oh no, it was last year, um, Things I Wish I Knew Letters to My Little Sisters. And so I wrote all of that to them because I was being the big sister to them that I needed in my teenage years. Right. Because I don't want them to not have a roadmap or not have someone there to tell them, you know, the, the intimate things or just to have that friendly conversation about a matter if they have questions. And so, right. you know, I thank you for, you know, saying being acknowledging that there was a need for a change because a lot of yes. people will get stuck in those places and it'll be hard for them to come out. And so right. I thank you for sharing that with the listeners. So we're going to, the next question that I wanted to ask, because I know that you have a lot of, you've done a lot of amazing things. I saw some things on your page and stuff about nonprofit and your music and things. Mm-hmm. So could you share with some of the listeners, some of your highlights and some of your achievements over the years? Um, 
Well, as far as highlights goes, I'll start again back when I was young. Back when I was in kindergarten, I think one of my first highlights for me, besides the stuff that I mentioned earlier with my father, like the performances and stuff was, when I was in kindergarten, I was going to West Elementary School in Washington, D.C., and I was in a talent show. So originally, I had a really small part in the talent show, and once the teachers saw me in action, they completely flipped the whole program around and made me the star of the show. So that was a big highlight for me at a young age. And as I got a little older, I formed a, um, I formed a rap group when I was about eight years old with my cousin and two of my best friends. They're two of the ones that I mentioned earlier that are actually dead. They were both killed. But back then, they were my closest friends to me. They were like my brothers. I was in a group with them. You know, my father used to have us, you know, he, he just instilled, installed this into me so deep. He used to have us every weekend, like just practicing dance steps, putting on music, having us write and make songs at little ages. Um, I'm yeah. sure you remember the um, group, Another Bad Creation, ABC. We were yeah. kind of like them back then. Oh, wow. So I was doing that, writing my own stuff, and he would have us, like, performing at um, his company picnics and finding little gigs and stuff like that for us to do as kids. So those were highlights in my life. And then as a young adult, i say around 18, I formed a, a rap trio. I was in a group called Dark Alley, who mm -hmm. in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, like we were really big. We had a really big fan base and following who loved us and even gained a lot of fans in places that we visited. So we ran really strong for a couple years. And um, we were the ones who opened the first open mic spot in the Washington DC area. Okay. Because it's like in this area, there wasn't really anywhere you could go to like share your music or express it or you know, do anything like that. So people used to come down to our club every Wednesday and, you know, they would pay to get in and they were able to perform. They used to have rap battles down there. And, you know, okay. it was just a lot of networking going on. And we were the ones who originated that this area because it had never been done before. So wow. I would definitely say that that was a great highlight of my life as well. Yeah, and I can say that's amazing. You know, even to form your group, form a group when you're younger, and then that's experience. You know, you you uh, having to perform for crowds, and you know, going to different places, and then that practice because you know the practice is what makes perfect. Um, you oh, yeah. all make he getting you all up there to practice so that you'll be ready for your opportunities. And I think that is, you know, what contributes to now, you know, where you are and what you're doing, um, you know, with your music and your poetry now. So, you know, that's kudos to Dad for getting you started um, on the pathway of just lighting that that fire for you and then creating right. the groups, like being in groups. That's so amazing. And I was just sitting here thinking because uh, my sister and my neighbor, like uh, when we were younger, we had us a group too. We uh, we had us a group and we would do, uh, <laughs> we did, we would uh, have like little, um, we made up a song and we would sing for the people in the neighborhood. We usually like do newspapers and go put them in there. Um, you know, right. their mailboxes say, hey, we're having this at the end of the month and you all come. And so they were all under probably like one of my neighbor's uh, parents' garage and we would, you know, perform for them and stuff like that. And it was just awesome because we always wanted like our neighborhood and people to 
have things to do. And so that right. was just like a memory that I was sitting there thinking about when you were saying that you you all were going and you know doing different things in other places. So it's always good because I do sing a little, but I always just said my voice was just for me and God. And so right. <laughs> I usually just save it to just sing, sing praises to him when I'm just in my own time. And other than that, I was like, I used to just sing in the choir behind people. And maybe every right. once in a while, I would do a, um, a solo song, but I didn't really want to. Um, and right. I did have a little feeling in high school. I wrote our senior song. You know, we do the songs for like class night. And so I, awesome. I wrote the song for my for my high school class I, in 2001 when we graduated. So this is amazing. You, uh, Eclipse, you're bringing back memories um, <laughs> for me that I hadn't even hadn't even thought about, you know, up until tonight. But those are some great things. And like you said, the open mic night being in the first, you know, persons to establish that in that area is big because poetry is like therapeutic for people. You know, yes, I know when exactly. people grab the mic and they be able to, you know, say what's on their chest and their open mic and, you know, uh, spoken word. I know mm -hmm. it's an amazing scene. Now, I'm on the other hand, I, I'm going to take my book with me and I'm going to read it out the book and I'm going to give you the best, um, you know what I'm saying, voice that I can when I feel like when I wrote it, because when I heard it in my ears, it comes out the same exact way with power. Right, um, right. But I, I remember going to some open mic nights and I remember on... Um, I think it was like blog talk radio and things that was up a couple of years ago. All the poets, we used to do things. We used to just call in. And I know how therapeutic and how great it was just to hear the words and the rhymes and just to listen to, you know, people's hearts and, you know, them telling you, you know, what they experienced or just sharing some of their creativity, you know, their creativity. Right. And so I know that by you all founding that and opening that up, that gave the community and the people something to do and also to share things that they love. So that was an amazing thing that you brought to the community. Yeah, it used to be packed every Wednesday. I used to, I had so much fun during those days. I met a lot of good people and, you know, a lot of people, they took that idea and ran with it after we originated in our area. So it definitely did start a chain of other people trying to do the same thing. So even when we stopped doing it, there were now other places that people could go due to us, get them getting the idea from us doing it. That's good. So, Y'all were the originators. Yes. <laughs> you were the originators. Well, that's good. Trendsetters for that time. So I want yes. you to share with the listeners. You know, we've heard some of the great things and some of the milestones in your life. But I want mm -hmm. you to share with them some a time when you had to overcome obstacles. Because, you know, like I said before, we want to let, you know, I want to let people know, the listeners that come on the show, that, you know, we are authentic, that we are genuine. We have our moments. But to also show them how we overcame those moments. And so if you would right. if you share something with the audience, um, I would love to hear it. Well, I mean, be honest with you, I feel like my a majority of my life up until this point has just been one gigantic obstacle. I've been overcoming obstacles ever since I was a kid. Like as I mentioned the stuff with my father, but um you know, I mentioned earlier too, you know, my uncle Chris was like, he was the closest uncle to me at the time. He was like a big brother. He was only 25. So trying to um, deal with and get over his death at 12 years old was most certainly a gigantic obstacle for me because, you know, this was back in like 92 where um, murder wasn't 
as common as it is now. So mm-hmm. the the shock that I felt, like it was, it just seemed unreal because that was the kind of stuff that you saw on TV and movies. And yeah. this was becoming my real life. So that, it took so much wind out of me and you know, I'm still affected to this day by it. Like I'm, I've grown and I've learned to tolerate and deal with it better. But you know, it was an ongoing thing. It never did stop with my uncle. So, like I mentioned earlier, too, a lot of the closest people to me were dying due to murder in the streets. It was happening back to back. So sometimes I wouldn't even have time to really grieve or heal from one loss before another two follow right behind. And that that was really tough for me, like growing up. So, um, you know, I, I'm glad I'm still here, and I was wise enough to remove myself from the kind of environments that I grew up in, and really separate myself from a lot of the people that I saw were going in a really bad direction. So, you know, that definitely was me overcoming some some major obstacles in my life. Yeah, and you know, once again, you know, we know out there, you know, people going through different things. We know that grief is never easy. Um, you know, I only can imagine what it would do to a 12 year old, you know what I'm saying, being able to see people die constantly. And like you said, not having a chance to kind of rebuild your heart and feelings and emotions and just, you know, wrap your head around when they're here right. this day and, and then they're gone the next. And then for it to, you know, kind of keep happening back to back but I'm thankful that you you learn and you you know saying you took yourself out of the situation and like it it is helping to make you mentally strong to be able to right. pull yourself up and to be able to you know face some of life situations head on and you know we always will have a, a soft spot in our heart for you know people and we, when we remember them but it's it's good that you know you're you were able to like you said take yourself out of the way of, of that environment so that right. you can continue to better yourself and reach your highest potential. Um, because we all do have a purpose on this earth and we don't want to, you know, be in certain places or things that would, you know, hold us back or keep us in a mindset um, that wouldn't allow us to flourish and to grow. So I do appreciate you uh, sharing it because I know, like I said, it's never easy to lose people. Um, so I thank you for sharing it with the listeners. So Eclipse, I want to ask you, Okay. I wanted to ask you, we talked about some heavy stuff. We talked about, you know what I'm saying, just some of the highlights. But what else mm-hmm. do you do outside of, you know, music and, and poetry for fun? What do you do for fun? Well, one of the things that I do for fun for me outside of music and poetry, well, it kind of is related to music, but just not specifically for me, is I do okay. a music therapy camp with kids. Mm-hmm. every week so um, you know I just work with them sometimes I come up with different musical activities for them to do also teach them like the art of rhyme st- song structure and how to express maybe pain or things that they're going through and teach them how to put it on paper and put it into like song or poetic form as well just trying to work with them and guide them to keep them from making some of the same mistakes that I've made or I've seen people make and show them that, you know, even though you may, you know, not have a father guiding you the same way I didn't uh, growing up, because I can really relate to that, even though my father was living in the same house with me, that, 
you know, right. picking up guns or dealing with drugs or just being out on the streets, it's a way better way to deal with things. And I understand that sometimes when you're angry or you're upset, you know, you don't really think rational. And sometimes you just make decisions in the moment, but it's better ways to deal with that because music is therapeutic and it's an outlet for these yes. type of things. So I work with them, really teaching them and trying to show them that there's a better way to get these things uh, off your chest and out of your system when you need that outlet. And I've, yes. I've also done, you know, something similar in the past where, you know, I worked with the NAACP where I've worked with children doing something similar and I've even went to some high schools doing the same thing as well. Awesome. And that is amazing. You know, that's a fun way, you know, helping the children to be able to, you know, saying uh, kind of get through their emotions and help them to be able to communicate them. Because I know working with children, um, sometimes they're not their language. They don't have the language for the things that they would like to say. And so right. being able to, you know, share with them techniques and, you know, saying just how to write poetry or to be able to, you know, like you said, song structure is teaching them a new way. It's teaching them a new way to be able to express, you know, saying their thoughts and feelings. Um, so right. that is amazing. And, you know, going out to the to the um, different schools and stuff like you are being you know, like you said, that father figure for those who may not have it. And like, that's a big yes. deal for, for those, even if, you know, the young children would never say it. I know how much it means to them to just have someone that cares or somebody that right. wants to share a little time or pour in a little time, you know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, with them and that, that goes so far, you know, for, for their minds and for what they, you know, they, they know they can achieve and to help them to see, you know, futuristic, to even think about, you know, the future right. and what I can do. So, you know, kudos to you for uh, being that example and, you know, saying forming a nonprofit that goes back and pours into your community and to people around you and like having those camps for the children because it's so needed. Like, you know, some of, some of you never hear from, from them, but it'll make a lasting impact like on their lives. And so that's amazing right. um, to be able to do that. I um, I just wanted to add, I know like my son, well, my son, my youngest is 10 now. But when he was about three years old, I noticed that he struggled with um, making friends. And as an adult, I say, okay, I see him not knowing how to, you know, what to say, not knowing how to feel. Maybe he felt rejected, but at, at, at three years old, you don't know the word rejection. You just know the feeling. And so right. I ended up writing a children's book called Larry the Alligator Makes Friends. And my mm. three-year-old at the time, he was, you know, my muse because I saw him struggling through this and I wanted to help give him language. And so right. as I began to help give him language, I wanted to do that for every child around the world who was That's trying cool. to make friends, who needed to know the difference between, you know, uh, if, a, if a bully, you know, or not to be friends with them if they don't have something similar to them. And so mm. I wanted to give them language and, and I could see how, as I read the book to him and now that he's 10 years old, he reads it now, he can, you know, have that language. And so I like right. what you're doing with the, with the youth that you're working with because they'll have that language 
or how to express themselves, how to say if they're angry, how to, you know, do it in a therapeutic way instead of going out in the world and doing something crazy or getting into a fight or fussing or something that, you know, will be be beyond their control. And so I just know um, that it's making a a great and an amazing um, impact on the people um, around you. So I'm just gonna pause and if you wanna jump in, you can. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on some of the things you mentioned about your book, though, because I just find that interesting. I know you said your son is 10, but a lot of things you touched on, I feel like, you know, my little sister could have definitely used a book like that because she suffered from the same lack of a father figure, you know, being present throughout us growing up. And my sister has had a lot of issues and troubles with making friends. She was bullied a lot in school to the point where to this day, you know, at 30 years old, she's still traumatized from some of the stuff that she went through due to bullies. So, you know, I just wish that my sister had something like that that could have helped her growing up, you know, that maybe could have um, made some of the blows that she took, could have softened them or whatever and I, I you know I would even like to you know get a copy or even see that book now because even though you're ready to a 10 year old she still maybe can read or find something in it that can really help her yes and and I will tell you because I had a, um thank you so much for that because that was my you know like that's kind of like how my heart beats you know it's like for the people and I, yeah. I've always never wanted them to feel how I felt when I was younger, like not wanting to be here. So any way that you like, God can help me to help someone else. I love it because it comes out in my writing and it comes out right. with books. But like one of the people who actually did um, a review my book, he said the same thing. He said a, a lot of adults could gain a lot of nuggets from it, even though mm-hmm. it was written in a language that a, that the you know from preschool you know reading right. to the children all the way up into fifth grade that they could get it but we could also take nuggets from that and so right. you know the book is is amazing and I just wanted to help because it teaches them how to you know persevere how to be assertive and just how to be confident in who they are and I picked right. an alligator because you know alligators are naturally like volatile uh, creatures. But right. this alligator was a soft one and he needed to make friends. And so it was almost like telling people around the world, don't judge a book by its cover. Because right. this 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 alligator needed to be, he wanted friends. He wanted to, you know, have company. But other right. people would think just because of your disposition or just because of the way you look, that you're right. unapproachable and that you're not friendly. And so it had it did have so many, I guess like deep things from a, a grown-up perspective, but then also, you know, nuggets for for like the youth all over the world. So I'm really, really glad um that I was able to do it because I thought I was like, I'm just a poet. That's what I said to myself. I was like, I'm just a poet. So be it for even for God to be able to just allow me to just shift into children's books at that time was like a great thing and I think that you know like I know that it touched so many people around the world and so I'm right. so so glad, glad about it yeah, it was so, bit... go ahead oh no I was just about to say because at the end of the day uh, knowledge is timeless like even though you may have been targeting younger kids you gotta think 
some of the lessons that we learned as children are still valuable and we carry those lessons with us to this very day as adults. You know what I'm saying? So even though, you know, when you were writing and you were writing it towards younger children, it doesn't mean that even as adults, people can't get nuggets from it and gain knowledge that can help them as well, even at a much older age. I actually agree with that because I think too um, that the thing that you have said so poignantly is that um, I did write it for children, but we have to think as adults, the experiences that we have and the ones that we didn't, sometimes we get frozen in certain spots. Every adult has a spot in their life of trauma where things stopped. And for people who have struggled with trauma in layers. So with his sister, right. she suffered with the the lack of protection. Do you know how it feels for a little girl? You probably do actually, to not have that safe place of running into her father's arms or the protection or that just that diligence of him intuitively knowing what she needed and how to move with her. And then she right. was already very docile. So when she went to school and was quiet, humble, and very docile, it just didn't vibe well. So without anybody to tell her, like the alligator, your disposition is different, but that's okay. And because right. it is, people are going to judge you, but look at these tools. So some of us are still in those childhood places in adult skin. And people are treating us as if the adult skin that we wear is equivalent to where we are mentally, but it's not. Exactly. And so for people like you that write these, as um, Eclipse said, timeless books, the healing to me is as ageless as your book is timeless. Thank you so much. And, and that's exactly the way um, you know what I'm saying? Then I, then I, I talk about it and approach it like every festival or any place that I go because I know that there is another little Larry the Alligator that wants to make friends. Um, and so I know that um, they're going to be out there. And so um, I, I'm just so thankful for, you know what I'm saying, that feedback. And I th I'm thankful for everything, the eclipse that you're doing for, um, for, for the world. So I'm going to give you um, just a moment if you want to share with us, you know, this is kind of like the final thoughts and things. I want to give you a moment to tell us about, you know, some of the things that you have coming up. I think we have like a, a, a little sneak preview of, of a snippet for, for, for some work that you're working on. So I'm going to yield to you to give you the floor so you can just share with the listeners more about, you know, what you're doing and what you have coming up. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I just want to say, you know, it's one of my final thoughts that I definitely really do feel everything that you're doing and I love your show and I love your work and it's an honor to be featured on it before I even get into everything that I'm doing. I just wanted to put that out there. And um, as far as, you know, for the listeners and things to look out for me, um, I just dropped a new video last week for my first single off my upcoming album. Uh, unfinished business the name of the song is called trust and betrayal it's on youtube um if you forgot my name is eclipse so please check that out and you know if you like it hit the like button drop a comment 
If you don't, hit the dislike button and drop a comment. But either way, check it out. Um, you know, um, I have a, my album should be out sometime in April. I'm just finishing up um, the last few songs before I put that out. And um, you can follow my Instagram page at Dark Squad Entertainment. So you can, you know, get a peek in some of the things I do other than music, some of the things I do with the kids and so on. So, yeah, I just wanted to uh, leave them with those thoughts. And then okay. um, the, the new single, Trust and Betrayal, um, the, the single is about the, it's a cautionary tale. So it's about street life and the things that befall us if we continue to follow that path. He also has woven quite beautifully a lot of scriptures into there without making it sound preachy to those who, you know, are not um, yet on the path of reading or the Bible or who would be, would think that it was something that they didn't want to hear. So he talks about reaping what you sow. He talks about, um, you know, trials and tribulations. He talks about some of the things that happened in the last days, you know, following um, Satan's bait, the love of money, that um, that's evil, not actually money. So it's woven in and it talks about, um, how trust can be corrupted into betrayal when you're living that type of lifestyle and the the traps that are hidden and the ones that are not about how that works. So the link for that video is in the bio at Dark Squad Entertainment on Instagram. And the song is up on all streaming platforms, Trust and Betrayal by Eclipse. This song that uh this she's about to play a snippet of this song that's called I'm Out. It's just basically uh an accumulation of experiences uh woven into one song. So um I feel like anybody who's been in a relationship can relate to you know some of the stuff that I speak on. So we're gonna let it play and then we'll go from there. All right, here we go. Thank I'm you, not going to give you. it all to 
platform because I want them to make sure they go out there and they support you. Um, yes. That's amazing. Thank you. This is first time I have a premiere of some music on my show. So this is the first. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Let me be able to share uh, your music with the listeners. This is so dope. Like, I'm like, wow. Thank you. Appreciate so, it. So, okay, Kim, so is this out now or will, we, will this be coming out? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, no, it's not out right now, but it will be on my upcoming album, Unfinished Business, okay. when it releases in April. All right. Well, you know, I am so thankful. So listeners, you're getting the first little premiere of Eclipse Music. Make sure you uh, make sure you check him out. I'm going to let him once again drop all of the places that you can follow him. This has been an amazing show. It's been amazing. We've been talking to him. He's been letting us know about what he's done and how he started and now where he's going. So Eclipse, uh, Dr. Patrice, it's been amazing. You can share all of your links and everything so we can know. Let the listeners of Planet Positive Seeds Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie know how to follow you. Uh, okay, so once again, my name is Eclipse. You can follow um, my Instagram page, which is Dark Squad Entertainment. Um, the link for my single trust and betrayal is in the bio on my instagram page or you can search it on youtube um it's called trust and betrayal um it's also on all music streaming platforms as well so if you have an account with spotify title amazon music apple music whoever you can also find it on there all right well, I want to thank you once again for coming here and being a guest. Thank you for sharing your, um, you know, all of your jewels with the listeners on Inspirational Talks. Um, you know, congratulations on everything that you have. And um, I just want to once again, thank you all for coming back to the show. And thank also you. make sure you follow him at Dark. Let's see, what is it? Is this Instagram? Yes. yes at Dark, Dark Squad Entertainment. Dark Squad Entertainment. At Dark Squad Entertainment. So thank yes. you so much, uh, Eclipse. Thank you so much, Dr. Patrice. I want you all to He's have well. a great and an amazing night. Okay? You too. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So listeners, you've heard it. We had a world premiere. We've listened to Eclipse. We, we talked about, you know, all of the things in his story coming up with poetry and with music. Be sure to check him out and be sure to come back and visit us every Monday at 730 Eastern on Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie. It has been a great and an amazing night and be blessed. Great. You too. Hey everybody, it's LaDonna Marie, internationally multi-award winning author, speaker, and personal development life coach of LaDonna Marie Books, where my mission is to discover the champion in you through healing and changing a narrative in your life, one book at a time. You can shop and find out more information at www.ladonnamarie.org and check out the shop page. This has been another purpose-packed episode of Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie, a Planting Positive Seeds podcast. Please remember to like, share, and tell your friends about the podcast. Stay tuned for many more Inspirational Talks 
with LaDonna Marie. <laughs>